Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need, no matter if you're building, buying, or designing your next project, or are in the industry, we've got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is how are secondary homes holding up on the market? Hi, I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to The Home Building Hero. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. And if you have any questions or topic ideas or guests for the show, feel free to reach out. Homebuildinghero at yahoo.com is the email address. So we're talking secondary homes on the market. And this is something that I thought would be interesting to look at and just happened to come across a study uh, on uh, from Builder Magazine, builderonline.com. And they talk a little bit about secondary homes and how they're they're performing on the market. Now, why this is interesting, to me at least, is that we've seen that housing has really rebounded and, and become very strong because of COVID-19. At first, it, it wasn't so sure what was going to happen with it. I speculated that housing was still going to be a good investment because with the stock market declining and with um, the need to be at home, you, you would think naturally people would, would gravitate toward either getting out of apartments um, and those kind of things and getting into a house, which is going to be a little more safe. And additionally, you know, as long as people weren't adversely affected by the unemployment uh, that was going on, that they would stay or move houses. And that has actually happened. So most of the people that got you know, unemployed or furloughed for a long period of time were people in the service industry, typically more of a rental climate type uh, person rather than a homeowner. So it, that's exactly what happened is people that had homes either upgraded their homes or sold them or other people that were thinking about getting into home made the jump. So primary residences obviously saw a big bump. But what's happening to secondary homes? And what areas are popular for secondary homes? So this study covers that and we're going to go over it. I think it's pretty interesting stuff. So first off, uh, they had a discussion with a developer who develops uh, luxury secondary homes. And he was saying that the higher end you know, luxury secondary home market is extremely strong. And they're seeing a lot of demand for that. But then the lower end luxury home market is not very strong. It's 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 still okay, but they're seeing a much lower demand for it. So I think what you're seeing is is people that, you know, are doing well. They have the money. This is a good opportunity for them to buy something. They're going out and they're making buys. And uh, you know, a lot of times the luxury home markets, you know, people are trying to get away from uh, you know, the city and get out and relax. And we've seen just here in the state of Wisconsin, a massive amount of people traveling up north, more so than we've seen in a long time. The tourism this summer up north was great because people were going out on the lakes, um, you know, doing things outside uh, where they could still have fun, but be away from, you know, crowds of people. And uh, that, that has been an absolute boon for our market. So I can only imagine that other areas uh, by beaches and things like that, as long as they're allowed to be open, we're, we're probably pretty strong. So they looked at some data and looked at uh, real, estate, or real estate rather stats and different things to come up with some of this information. And he said that they have seen a 
year-to-year increase for people looking for homes over a million dollars in May. And and this is especially in markets such as Palm Springs, um, Greenwich, Connecticut, the Hamptons in New York, um, even in Montana and different things. They're seeing um, a much larger increase of people looking for a million dollar plus homes. But the vacation homes that are in the lower price have seen a decrease in demand. And um, they think a lot of these properties are going to be coming on the market um, as the COVID scare um, kind of goes away. They think more and more of these houses are going to go on the market and they, they, they might see a glut of them and you might see some price reductions. So kind of interesting if you're in the market for more of a modest vacation home, uh, you might be, you know, a, a good time to buy now because um, some of these are hitting the market. People are um, maybe getting out of them. And and you think of certain places, like even if you think of Florida, a lot of people normally travel to Florida for a vacation. The travel go down there is very limited. A lot of people are surpass or not surpassing, but they're bypassing rather their trips uh, down south. And uh, just because there's a lot of you know COVID cases down there, it's a little more risky. And uh, might be a good time to go in there and snap up some real estate. One of the things that's been most highly affected out of all of this is the uh, condominium high-rise vacation homes. And it's pretty simple. I mean, I've kind of postulated this earlier on some of my other COVID podcasts that I've done about housing, but um, I had said I think a lot of people are going to be getting out of these multi-unit condos and especially apartments um, just because, again, with something like COVID, you know, you've got elevators and shared door handles and things like that. And uh, that that's kind of a scary proposition. And that's exactly what they say in here. You know, people who wants to sit in an elevator and go up 30 floors with a bunch of strangers. And even if it's only, you know, four people in the elevator and you're sitting in the elevator for three minutes going up, up the elevator, that's not necessarily something people want to do and feel comfortable about. So they're seeing some exodus of these and they're seeing some reductions in price. So that's something to keep in mind, you know, the mix of housing and what's going on there uh, with how it relates to COVID. So let's talk now for a minute about what areas are really hot. What are some of the top secondary home markets in the country? And it's interesting because the number one secondary market is actually Ocean City, New Jersey. That clocks in at number one. And then Barnstable Town in Massachusetts is number two. Uh, Salisbury is number three. And then Myrtle Beach, Conway North, Myrtle Beach, um, Northern and Southern Carolina, uh, respectively, those are clocking in at number four for secondary markets. So I find this interesting because there's, these are more Northern and uh, Northeastern areas and not Southern. So I think, you know, you know, maybe Myrtle Beach kind of in the middle there. But, uh, you know, you look at these and you say, well, maybe, you know, some of these people are exiting out of uh, New York, you know, getting out of these, you know, super expensive apartments and getting something alongside the ocean on, on the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, it kind of makes sense, you know, if they're they're spending, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars a month on a, uh, a New York 
apartment, obviously a dangerous area. You can move, um, you know, east, get along the coast, probably own a piece of property, have an Oceanside property for less payment. Interest rates are really low. And, and you've got a nice piece of property there. So that, and especially if you're working remote, think about that. That makes a lot of sense. Hey, I'm going to work remote anyway. Uh, I'm not working in person anymore. I might as well go buy a house on the ocean instead of spending all this rent that's going nowhere uh, in a dangerous place. So I think that might be why we're seeing a little bit of a bump on the eastern coast there as you see people leaving these bigger cities and moving out into, uh, you know, uh, Ruler areas and, and ocean front areas, things like that. Then next, clocking in at number five is Naples and Marco Island, Florida. And of course, that would make sense. That's uh, very far south on the ocean. Uh, would probably be a, a you know very good high end um, ocean uh, type setting, um, secondary market, of course. Uh, the villages in Florida is next. And then Flagstaff, Arizona clocks in at number seven. So, uh, you know, again, we're starting to see Florida pop up on the map, and now we're seeing Arizona. Uh, Arizona is obviously a great retirement destination, very popular. Uh, so that would be, uh, that would make some sense. And then uh, Lake Havasu City, uh, Kingman, Arizona, coming in at number eight. So, yeah, a couple for Florida, a couple for Arizona. And then Hilton Head Island. And Bluffton, Beaufort, South Carolina. So I get another Carolinas uh, popping up on the list. And then number 10 on the list. I'll probably butcher this because I, I don't know my Hawaiian very well. I know it's in Lahaina, but uh, Kalului, Wailakulu, or why? I don't know. <laughs> I, I butchered it, I'm sure. But it's in Lahaina, uh, in Maui. In, um, and that is the 10th most popular secondary home market. So kind of interesting there, uh, what, we, uh, what we're seeing there with that. And um, they've said too, you know, the New Jersey thing kind of surprised me, but uh, um, they basically said um, 70% of approved mortgages in Ocean City, New Jersey um, are for secondary residences. So 70% of the New Jersey mortgages you know, recently were for secondary homes. Pretty crazy stuff. Pretty interesting stats. So lots to lots to digest on this. And you know, some of the places are a little bit um, are, are unexpected, I guess. And um, you know, it's it's just interesting how um, how that dynamic and that market is changed, just like the the primary home market. And uh, again, you've got low interest rates. Um, you know, if people have money. Uh, they are, you know, moving and buying as they should. You know, it's a good opportunity to buy. And then you probably have some homes too where, you know, people are getting older and that doesn't really, you know, talk to that dynamic. But, you know, as boomers get older, they might have had a retirement home or a nice secondary home. Maybe they can't handle uh, maintaining it or they're afraid to travel and they decide to dump it and uh, they don't want to take the risk. So they, they go ahead and get out of it because they figure they're not going to be traveling again for a while. So, a lot of interesting parts and pieces and dynamics on the secondary home market. It'll be interesting to keep an eye on it. And hopefully hopefully you found that this information to be super informative. And uh, if you are in that market, uh, it's kind of an interesting time. Make sure you study it. Make sure you engage with a realtor in the area to make sure you get all the proper information. You make a great decision.
Once again, I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Home Building Hero, and we'll talk to you very soon.